Well, thanks for taking time to listen to the podcast. I appreciate it. If this is your first time listening to the podcast. Welcome. I basically just talk about sports here. It's kind of hard to talk about sports these days, obviously, due to the coronavirus pandemic that's ongoing currently around the world. But uh, I'm managing over here and I'm still following the news and keeping up with things and how, how they are developing. So without further ado, let's get into it. So last night, the NFL finally released the schedule for the the 2020 season, which is which is scheduled to begin in September of 2020, which is great, great news for, frankly, everybody, because if the NFL was to not even happen, I don't know how America would really make it through the fall, because frankly, football is at the heart of America these days with high school on Friday college football Saturdays, NFL on Sundays, and of course, Thursday night and Monday night football. So basically five days of the week, you can find live football on TV. And then of course the other two days of the week and throughout the other days of the year, you just talk about football really nonstop. And of course the NFL draft just happened a couple weeks ago and Joe Burrow, the quarterback for the LSU Tigers, he was taken number one overall by the Bengals, which came as a shock to nobody. Um, he's going in to the Bengals, who were 1-15 last year. And with the schedule being released last night for the NFL teams, everybody now is making their analytical predictions on how the teams are going to do next year. And, of course, a lot of it's based off this past year and how the teams uh, performed on the field. Uh, so let's get into Let's get into some of the teams. So the Kansas City Chiefs are the defending Super Bowl champions. And a lot of people think they have either 10, 11, or 12 wins in them. Uh, I can see that happening because I believe that they're bringing back about 20 of their 22 starters from last year. And they drafted uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, the running back out of LSU. So Patrick Mahomes um, should be healthy. Of course, last year he broke his kneecap in the middle of the season and didn't really fully recover. So this this fall he should be completely healthy and he should put up ridiculous numbers and be in the MVP discussion once again. And the Chiefs, I think, will be in the AFC Championship game at a minimum. Uh, other teams, I guess I'll talk about my hometown Texans. Um, they, of course, got rid of DeAndre Hopkins. They shipped him off to, to Arizona to the Cardinals for running back David Johnson and a couple of picks. I think they're going to take a step back, I think, because DeAndre Hopkins is a talent that you just can't instantly replace. Uh, Deshaun Watson, I think, uh, he's continuing to progress as a quarterback. He's due for a contract extension pretty darn soon. Uh, We'll see how Bill O'Brien wants to handle it, but Bill O'Brien is definitely on the hot seat. I, I think if the Texans do not make the playoffs at a minimum this year, Bill O'Brien, Bill O'Brien is gone after this year. It's just no excuse. Even though we lost Hopkins, the Texans still have a decent roster. And and all let, let's just say this. Although the Tennessee Titans, who are in the division, made the AFC Championship game last year, uh, I think last year was a little bit of a fluke for the Titans because they hadn't been that good in quite a long time. It's been at least a decade or 12 years since... The Titans are really that good. Ryan Tannehill kind of caught lightning in a bottle. And of course, Derrick Henry just emerged finally from his uh, slumber, I guess, because back in, I remember watching him back in college at Alabama and he was, he was an absolute freight train from the backfield, but it, but for a couple of years in the NFL, he didn't really make a mark, but 
last year he just started to pop off and now people will have super high expectations of the Titans, but I don't feel confident that they can duplicate what they did last year, go on a magical run. I think they under higher heightened expectations, they're expected to win 10 or 11 or even 12 games. And I don't think that's realistic. They'll, I think they'll sink back to mediocrity and not really challenge the Texans or the Colts for the division. Uh, speaking of the Colts, um, they did upgrade at quarterback. They got Phillip Rivers to sign as a, under a one-year contract. Phillip Rivers, of course, is the longtime uh, Chargers quarterback who finally kind of bottomed out a little bit last season. He started throwing a lot of interceptions. Uh, his old body started to catch up with him a little bit. So he'll go to the Colts. The Colts have a decent roster. They have a nice, nice young defense. Um, so I think them and the Texans kind of could be neck and neck. And I would be, wouldn't be surprised that either one of them won the division. Of course, the Jaguars in the AFC South, they, uh, I can't, there's not much good to say about them They're They have a whole bunch of front office issues. Um, just players not being happy there. Of course, they traded Jalen Ramsey, their best cornerback last year to the Rams. And, um, the, the quarterback situation there is not great. They got rid of Nick Foles. They sent him to the Bears. I just I just don't see the Jaguars really competing for anything in 2020. Other teams, other notable teams you got in the AFC North. Of course, the Ravens. They uh, were one of the favorites last year to win the Super Bowl, but they got very surprised by the Titans last year. Um, so Lamar Jackson in the offense should be back in at full strength. Um, if, if they continue to evolve their offensive system and keep teams on their heels a little bit, I don't see why they could get past the chiefs or other good teams in the AFC because with Lamar Jackson, the sky's the limit. And of course their defense is just downright nasty. Um, all three levels of the defense is, is stacked. So I expect the Ravens to win 11 or 12 games this year. Um, and, Lamar Jackson to be in the MVP discussion again with the Browns. Of course, they had a disappointing year last year. Of course, Miles Garrett uh, infamously swung, swung Mason Rudolph's helmet at him during a Thursday night game. He'll be back. Um, he's really freaking good player. I was blessed to see him for a year or two at AM. Uh, he's just a monster. There's a reason that he was drafted number one overall back in 2017 so he'll be back. Uh, Baker Mayfield gets another crack at it as the Browns quarterback. Uh, the Browns have a lot of offensive weapons in the backfield on the perimeter. Um, and then, of course, they have a new head coach. They got rid of Freddie Kitchens, and they put it brought in Kevin Stefanski, I believe his name is. He was the Vikings offensive coordinator last year. But it, the sky is kind of limit now for the Browns this year, I think. If Odell Beckham Jr., kind of buys into the Cleveland culture. And if he just focuses on it, the Browns could have a top five offense truly in the NFL, and they could put up a lot of wins against team that people think that people think that they would lose against. So I kind of have high expectations for the Browns. I don't think it would be beyond the pale to see them win 10 or 11 games, but uh, ESPN is predicting nine and seven. Uh, I'll, give them the benefit of doubt and say 10 and six, but if they finish below it, don't be surprised because of course they're the Browns. And for the past 20 to 25 years, they they've just been marred in a bunch of turmoil just with their ownership, uh, with their draft picks and just with the city in general, as some people have wisely put it, 
uh, Cleveland is a factory of sadness. So um, uh, I'm hoping the Browns do well, but don't be surprised if they don't. Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh is an interesting case. The Steelers will get Ben Roethlisberger back, but at this point he's 38 years old. And, you know, Big Ben is a good quarterback, but we'll just see how he ages. The defense for the Steelers is quite young still. They have TJ Watt on the on the edge as a pass rusher. He'll do good. We'll just see how the Steelers do. Um, I, I won't be surprised either way. Of course, the Patriots, they lost Tom Brady to the Buccaneers. Um, everybody's thinking that Jarrett Stidham, who's been the backup to Brady for the past couple of years, is going to get the job. And I can see that. I mean, the Patriots will probably still have a really good defense with, of course, Bill Belichick being the defensive wizard that he's been his most of his coaching career. Um, the Patriots don't still don't have a lot of weapons. They do get back their offensive line mostly, which was injured for a lot of last year. Um, the The defense is still good. The secondary is arguably the best in the NFL if we're going off of last year. Like I said, the weapons weapons in New England aren't really there. They have Julian Edelman, but really that's it. And he's kind of a slot receiver. So we'll see. Um, sticking in the AFC East, you got the Miami Dolphins, who of course just uh, drafted Tua Tagovailoa out of Alabama. And depending on how his hip does, he's. I think he's projected to have a pretty good year from a numbers point of view. I, I don't see the Dolphins winning more than seven games, but they could definitely. For some reason, the Dolphins always play the Patriots. They've played the Patriots always tough at home, and I think that's the same no matter if the Patriots have Tom Brady or not. So uh, I will be very interested to see how the Dolphins do this year with Tua. I'm rooting for Tua. I think, you know, I think he's really mature for his age. I think he's studied a lot. He definitely deserves to have a starting job in the NFL. He's worked for it. Um, I've heard comparisons to Drew Brees thrown around about Tua and that's kind of the kind of fits his descriptions. He's definitely a pocket passer. Now he definitely I think he has a little bit more more mobility even on a bad hip than Drew Brees uh, at this point. But anyway, Tua Tua definitely can has some weapons to work with in Miami and of course frankly there's no pressure on the Dolphins really to go out of the gate because Tua Tua like I said Tua has a bad hip. If he didn't have a bad hip, then he would be number one overall, probably with the Bengals. But since he's with the Dolphins, there's not as much pressure on him to perform right away. But in like two to three years, I think people will expect the Miami Dolphins to get back to kind of where they were during the Dan Marino days, which is saying something. The Super Bowl runner-up, the 49ers, they they had an okay draft um, schedule. Schedules looking prime time I might say they have a lot of good teams on their schedule in fact they play the Rams the Patriots the Seahawks the Packers and the Saints in consecutive weeks with three of those being on the road so that's probably a stretch that'll make or break their season the Saints will probably be back in the thick of things of course they signed Drew Brees to a contract extension uh, I, I see the Saints winning 11 or 12 games just being their dominant self at home usually with their high-powered offense and their their bin but don't break defense. Vikings have a good roster; they'll be good again. Bears, I don't see doing much. The Redskins, even though they got a new coach, Ron Rivera, they won't be won't be won't be really 
making any noise really in the NFC. So the Philadelphia Eagles, they made a big, big statement on draft night when they drafted Jalen Hurts out of Alabama, excuse me, not Alabama, out of Oklahoma in the second round. Um, so basically Carson Wentz is, I don't know, maybe on the clock because who knows, Jalen Hurts could be made to be used like a Taysom Hill in New Orleans where he's running, he's returning punch, he's doing basically anything that the team asked him to do. I'm interested to see if Jalen Hurts could actually be a pocket passer in the NFL. He definitely has the mobility to get around. Uh, I do. I will say that mobile quarterbacks in the NFL are doing just fine these days, like Lamar Jackson, Deshaun Watson, Patrick Mahomes, etc. Um, but I think Carson Wentz, is, Carson Wentz is still the answer in in Philadelphia. The the Eagles will have a good roster. If you remember last year, the Eagles were just decimated by injuries, and they had no shot against the Seahawks in that playoff game last year. But uh, this year, they'll they draft a wide receiver. Of course, they drafted Jalen Hurts. I'm sure he'll be used in some way, shape, or form this year. I think with their most of the roster coming back healthy or just healthier this year. I think they'll finish a little bit better than they did last year. ESPN is predicting 10 and six. I wouldn't be surprised if we win 11 games, frankly. And of course, Philadelphia, their fans for sure will be expecting big things out of the Eagles this year, no matter what. And of course the Cowboys, you can't, how about them Cowboys? You can never, never talk, you can never talk about the NFL without bringing up the Cowboys. So they drafted uh, C.D. Lamb uh, out of Oklahoma, of course, um, giving Dak Prescott another another weapon on the outside, I guess, to deal with. But the big big news for the Cowboys is they brought in Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton uh, has been the Bengals quarterback for the last decade. Um, he signed a one-year, $7 million contract with the Cowboys with $3 million guaranteed. And, of course, the incentives probably include, like, starting and putting up stats and so on and so forth. But basically now Dak Prescott's on the clock. I think um, even though there's a new coach, Mike McCarthy in town, there may be some growing pains maybe. But, you know, the Cowboys, Cowboys, I may say, always have big, big expectations for themselves. Prescott, Prescott has been a consistent starter. He started – uh, all 48 games in his three years so far in the NFL. He's he's a winning quarterback with a winning record. Uh, they failed <laughs> they failed to make the playoffs last year, but this year, um, ESPN's predicting them to go 10 and six. Um, I, I'd say nine or 10 wins is about right because they do they do have a fairly easy schedule because of their first nine opponents. Only two of the teams on during that part of the schedule, made the playoffs last year, playoffs last year, Seattle, Philadelphia. And they have three home, they're hosting, um, they're hosting the Redskins on Thanksgiving. So hopefully they could beat down the Redskins just kind of to feel themselves out, but we'll see how that goes. Just, just another interesting thing with the Cowboys. You can never, you can never go a day without talking about the Cowboys. So those are my thoughts about the NFL schedule. I'm really excited. Another big story, really, that came out of the NBA a few days ago is uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo, the Greek freak, whatever you want to call him, uh, the superstar for the Milwaukee Bucks. His Twitter was a Twitter account was hacked, and the the tweets I can't really repeat verbatim over the podcast because I try to make 
my podcast as clean and family friendly as possible. But some of them read the Bucks are a racist team and they call me an inward slave if I don't score 60 points a game. One said he was going to the Warriors. Yeah, that. Yeah, no. Another one said F Kobe Bryant hashtag bodied. Yeah, sure. Uh, rest in piss Kobe Bryant. Okay. It said, another one said, F Chris Middleton. I want to play with some actual shooters. Well, okay. Chris Middleton is a good player and okay. He's not, he's not Steph Curry or Clay Thompson, but he's not a bad shooter either. Again, I want to thank you guys for listening to the podcast. I really do appreciate it. Um, it's just something that I like to do on the side when I have a little bit of time on my hands, especially we all have time on our hands, frankly, now with the pandemic um, forcing us all inside into social distance and whatnot. But thanks for taking the time to check it out. If you if you do want to support the podcast at all, um, feel free to follow my link, the links to Anchor and support me there if you feel like it. Otherwise, uh, thanks again for listening, and I hope you guys have a great day or great night.